0: Oh, we're in the studio with D.F.T. D.F. Tanks. What's up, D.F.? Not
1: much. Just finally got outside after a long time of being stuck inside with this cold weather. Played a little golf today. Did you get your golf game sorted out? Uh, You know, it's always a work in progress. Golf is one of them things you never figure out. And then as soon as you do it, you go into a big old
0: slump. No shit, man. Seems like every time I... Get something figured out in golf. It's like, well, actually, take that back. Usually, I play best whenever I don't play for about two or three months, and then <laughs> the third or fourth time of playing in a row, it all just falls down. Just all goes to yeah. shit.
1: Yeah, I think if you haven't played a long time, you come back and you got good tempo because you're and your expectations are pretty low. So you go out there and just swing and and don't think about a lot of things, and then you know you go out there, oh maybe hit it decent, and then second or third day in then your tempo starts to get quick and things start to go bad pretty quick go downhill but yeah. you know it is it's one it's one of those games that you just can't you know like i say, i can't tell you how many times in the 30 years i played golf where i where i thought man i finally got this game figured out i'm gonna <laughs> be able to hit it bad again and then famous last know, words yeah three days later yeah. you're you're uh <laughs> you're in shambles
0: <laughs> pretty quick Oh it's man, it's a crazy game. It literally is, and then it's like you get that false sense of confidence because you played decent a couple times in a row, and just like you said, you start getting fast, swing starts getting long.
1: Well, yeah, you're well. You get excited, like I say, you get excited because you're hitting it good, and you can't wait to go to the golf course. And you're, you know, say you're, you know, you've been hitting it good, and you're you're ready to go out and play with a group of guys, and you know that's all you can think about. And then then you get to the golf course, and you know you've been hitting it good, and Yeah, you just can't even... Oh, I know. can't score. I know. That's the big
0: thing. Yeah. For me, it's like you step on the first tee. Sometimes, most time, you know, get lucky, bomb a drive. Then get up there, hit a crappy second shot, probably a chunk from about 90 yards out. And then somehow pull together a bogey and you're like, all right, that's fine. You know, I've played decent the past few times. You're going to have bad holes. But then you go to the next hole and it's like... Forty yard slice right into the shit, and then before long you're four, four balls deep, and you're not off the tee box. <laughs> <laughs> well,
1: there's no doubt that can that can happen. You got you got to be able to, you know, that it's a game of of mistakes, no doubt. But the the good players' mistakes are you know still in play, and they get no worse than bogey. Most time par, they end up pulling a par out, and that's the difference between you know a good golfer and a golfer like,
0: say me. Yeah. Well, the good thing for me is that you started, Corey and I, on golf when we were younger. Because then, you know, I I took all that time off to play baseball and pursue that. Now coming back, it's not near as hard for me to develop a better swing as it is for a player who starts playing golf in their early 20s or late 20s or whatever, you know? Yeah. Because they've, they've never developed any sort of swing at all. So for me... My first couple years back after coming back to golf after playing baseball, it was rough, but it wasn't near as rough. You know, I could still go out and have a couple decent rounds. Yeah, and that that brings a whole
1: different, Yeah, if you're a baseball player, it's, there's, the swings are similar, but there's still enough separation between, uh, you know, how you swing correctly in baseball, how you swing correctly in golf, and, and, and the difference, you know, in baseball, you stay a little more centered. And in golf, you want to be hitting off your front side a lot yeah. more. And, and, you know, if you don't, it, you got to get the baseball out of you. And you've kind of seen how that affects you. Over the last few years, you've yeah. done a lot better job. The baseball swing just keeps going away a little bit more and more, and you're getting more consistent because of that. But, yes, you know, starting, you know, golf's a game. There's not enough. You can you can literally practice all day long every day. And, and still not have enough time. Yeah. It's... It's just one of those games that uh, takes all. That. There's so many different fundamental things you need to do well to score well, and and some people are gifted with you know maybe not needing that much practice. Other other people just gotta practice, 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 and still never get to where some guys can.
0: Well, and like it's so different because baseball, you're standing in the batter's box. You can work on your swing as much as you want to work on your swing, but at the end of the day, you can do everything perfect in the batter's box and still not get a hit and strike out, you know, because like there's another factor of it. It's there's the pitcher involved. So when I'm standing in the batter's box, I'm not thinking so much about my swing as I am thinking about what's he going to throw, what pitch am I looking for, um, as compared to golf where you're standing on the tee box, everything's silent, you're looking at a small white ball on a tee, and it's completely in your own head. Completely. You know, obviously, yeah. other players, how they're playing. If you're playing in tournaments, can affect that. But
1: well, no, that's definitely you. You, the, the good golfers get out of their own way, and that's that's probably. I you know, I'm 55 years old, and I still get my own way, and that's 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 one thing that you just I don't know. Some people can never get over is you do have a lot of time to sit there and think, and you know, the golf swing takes a second and a half or something like that. But it's getting to that second and a half where you got a lot of time to think and. And the more you think, the more things go wrong. Whereas, you know, baseball, basketball, once you get in the game mode, once you start playing, God, there's a lot more – Yeah, and it's a lot more react, reaction. Yeah. You know, baseball, you you got a little time to think. But once the guy starts and wind up, it's just – you're just reacting to the baseball at that point. And, and in basketball, same thing. You know, once you catch the ball and it's time to shoot, it's you get in that mode and you just let it fly. and and Literally. You know – and I can even, you know, you do have time to think in basketball. I mean, there's all sports. You do have that little time to think. And, and personally, in basketball, I think I was a better shooter when somebody was running at me. Yeah. Uh, because then I was, I was just trying to get the ball off, and I didn't have time to think about release or any. You know, I didn't for those bad things to get in my mind. I was just going to catch and try to get this shot off before that guy gets to me. And so I, I was actually probably a better shooter with a what you say hand in your face or something like that. Then I think most teams, if they would have just left me out there by myself, I probably would have never made yeah. a shot.
0: It's so crazy how almost in every aspect of life, your mind can either be your biggest asset or your greatest enemy. So and like, it's
1: you know that's why uh, you know your athletes have mental. Guys, yeah, you know, like a and, mental coach, and you and, and Corey, you know Corey, but when he was at Missouri State playing golf, they had a a, a guy come in. I ah, can't remember his name. Team, I talked yeah. to him one time, and uh, he really worked on the mental aspect, and you know, you really had it was really in depth on uh, yeah a lot of things that you had to get out, and and you you know, and he his real his big thrust was you know. Do, do what you need to do to prepare. Get prepared, and then you just got to let things happen. Yeah. You can't control. Yeah. you know The only thing you control is what you do, like in baseball. Once you hit the ball, then that's out of your hands. Yeah. And that, that was a big thing. It's just the mental aspect of... Well, and he was big with a lot of baseball players, yeah, I he think, was. in the major leagues. I saw. He would go down
0: to spring training and yeah. stuff and talk to them. Well, you talk to him. You, yeah, you just for like there. an hour. Yeah. Um, The biggest thing he told me was... You know, we like he started out the conversation with, what are your goals? What are your dreams? What are your what are you looking for out of this? Um, where are you mentally? Uh, sort of where? What areas are you lacking in? Are you lacking confidence? Are you getting anxious? Whatever. Um, and it seems like such a simple take on things, but to hear it from somebody that's not a parent or not somebody like your coach, it also means more because what he told me was, you know, you want a college scholarship. You want to impress the fans, you want to impress your coach, you want to get a win, whatever. You what you have to think about is you you prepared your whole life for every moment that you're in a game or every moment that you're on the course hitting a golf ball whatever it is. You have to put out every bad thought period and just be like reactionary sort of in a sense. It's just like like live in the moment rather than like oh shit, if this guy hits the ball, the ground ball at me like I may make an error or my arm's a little weird today. My throws have been off. I may make a bad throw to first base. Um, It's more just field the damn ball and let it fly. And whatever happens, happens like you prepared. Yeah. You prepared countless hours and yeah, you've put your time. Yeah. And looking back, obviously it's easier to look back now, but Corey said the same thing. I wish I had the mindset that I have now and that I, you know, in high school, because what a game-changer well, that would be, just the confidence, the, the realization of, like, there's no need to be nervous. Like, you just work harder and yeah. just be more comfortable.
1: Be prepared. Yeah, yeah be preparation. Prepared. And then leading that preparation, leading to confidence, and that confidence leads you into a game. And, you know, you always talk about being in the zone, you know, those guys that can get in the zone. And you know, I look back, and when I played my best rounds of golf, if you would have asked me eight holes in, what my score was, I probably really couldn't have told you. I mean, I knew I was under yeah. par, obviously, because I was playing decent, but I couldn't tell you whether I was one under or four under, especially yeah. once you get later in the round, and, and that's, that's the kind of zone you need to be in. You know, the zone, when I've played my good rounds is, is, is just that, uh, I'm just going shot by shot, and, and I'm not worrying about hitting yeah. it left or yeah. hitting it right or whatever. I'm yeah. just I'm just reacting and, and playing and not worried about score. That's a big thing in golf is not worrying about score, and that's where you get most of the time because everybody wants to know your score. Hey, what would you shoot today? You know, and and so you go to the first tee, you know, trying to shoot a score, and that doesn't turn out well. It's it's those relaxed days. And and even in basketball, when I played basketball in high school and just in games after high school and stuff like that, it's just when you showed up and you didn't, maybe you didn't even have time to think about it. You just showed up and and started playing. That's when you know that everything went in. <laughs> yeah. You know, you show up yeah. and you're worried about your shot, and then you
0: can't make. You just can't well, make anything. For basketball, for me, it was always if I showed up and I was in warmups making a lot. I'm like, damn, I'm gonna put up twenty five today. I'm gonna mm. I'm gonna just go off and score like crazy never worked out like that yeah. but if i come in and i'm breaking everything airballing everything i'm like well not not everything yeah. obviously but you know how it feels like it's like oh, yeah. my shot feels, feels good, good but it just feels a little off you're instantly out of your mind is scoring and then you end up scoring yes because you take now you're that, just worried yeah you're like it's like a barrier i'm
1: not expecting much i'm just gonna work think about <laughs> fundamentals here yeah and and, you know, I when I was coaching golf, that was a big thing with, with the athletes I had. And, and even in basketball, but I ended my career coaching some golf for Jeff City High School. So, uh, you know, the biggest thing was these, you know, you see these kids warming up and they're they're like topping things. And this is your best player. And, <laughs> and they're just freaking out. And it's like, well, the one thing oh. they got to learn is that how you hit it on the range really has no impact on how you're going to hit it that day. Absolutely. I don't know what happens in that whatever yard walk it is from the range to the first tee but it's happened to every person (laughs) that's ever played golf Uh, you might have hit it the worst you ever hit it on the range, and then you go out and, and shoot a pretty good score. And I yeah. think a little bit that's what you just talked about. It's, but you got to get in that mentality and not let a range session affect how you're going to play that mm-hmm. day. It's you're loosening up. I mean, yeah, you you hope you hit it well on the range, but I think sometimes when you're hitting it well on the range, then expectations soar, and then your expectations soar, and then you put pressure on yourself. But that that was a big thing we had. I worked on a lot as coaching was, you know. Warm up session, you know, is a warm up session. Don't don't take that to the first tee, and and I think that's with anything, any sport. You know, you know if whether you're warm ups in basketball, just because you didn't hit anything, hey, you got to look at it like, hey, I didn't hit anything in warm ups. I'm I'm due. You know, it's yeah. time. I'm going to hit the next yeah. five shots to make the averages work out. And I think that's the way you got to approach things mentally, which is not easy to do. But the kids that can do that are, you know,
0: it can be your exceptional athletes yeah. and your big time players. If you could go back to sort of any moment in high school sports and try that moment over again, what, like, would you pick one or would you just say, screw it, it is what it is, or?
1: Well, I think there's, there's one game that stands out in my mind. That's my senior year, uh, you know, in a football game, uh, I was the running back and, and, uh. I don't know how many fumbles I had, but it, it was not a good night for me, and it ended up costing us the game. And, and it it come to find out if we win that game, we go on to the state playoffs. So I, I would say that would be the one game I'd probably go back to and, and probably try to hold on to the ball a little bit better. Probably shouldn't have been benched. <laughs> Put uh, some pine but, tar on your hands. But I was kind of the guy that you know ran the ball all year and really what, fumbling was not an was issue. A, and I, they just kept hitting. And I'll give credit to – I think we were playing OSAs that night, but those guys just kept – they kept putting a helmet on the ball, it seemed like, not to – you know, take blame away yeah. from myself, but I just could not hold on to the ball. Did, I attribute yeah. a lot of that to the way they tackled me that night. I was a pretty big boy, you know. At that, day. I was close to 200 pounds, and it was, you know, that was kind of grind
0: at football. So, yeah, uh, you know, it was three yards in a cloud of dust. It's almost it's it's almost crazy because it's almost like a sense of fate, you know, where it's like like you said, it just seems like every tackle they made, they got a helmet on the ball. Mm -hmm. It's like that night for whatever reason it was supposed to go like that. Yeah, it just yeah for whatever reason it didn't. It did not work out. I I really was not prone to fumbling. Ah, same thing as me. Same thing for me. State championship game my senior year. I had what I think there was one out maybe uh, runners on second and third base. Not humble brag, but I'd been fairly clutch in those moments in prior games. Um, And I got up to bat, and it was it was one of those moments where. If I get a hit at all, we win this. We win the game. We win state, and we had just got second the year before, and just the immaturity of a high schooler in me, where I'm like, I'm gonna fucking mash this ball, like I'm hitting a home run and I'm walking this thing off, instead <laughs> of like just hit a dink, or, just hit a dinker play. over the yeah. infielder's head and just get something in play, bud. No, it is, but I,
1: you know, it's one thing you can go back and look at and blame yourself, but there was also for. You know, four quarters that went on that football game and there was, you know, 10 other guys on the field that could have made some plays too. But, but you know, you just always – you always look at yourself. You look more inner yeah, in what you could have done better. You and, do. and if it's a close game like that was, then you're going to blame it on yourself if you didn't have a good game. But, uh, you know, it's just sports. That's the, it's the way sports work out. I think that's why we love them because the good times are Man. good and the bad times are bad. And those – you know, you, you tend to remember both of them. <laughs> Literally. Unfortunately, in golf, you know, going to that, you remember that one bad swing. Yeah. And that, you know, you might have had 50 other good swings, but that one bad swing is what
0: you remember. It's crazy. You can't do that. It's crazy. So crazy. Sports are a different beast. Different beast. Oh, I still still like dabbling in rec sports in college. It's fun. You get to go out and act like you still got it.
1: Well, I think it's just a. It's You finally get over that high school mentality. I got, you know, working hard. You you always got pressure on yourself working for trying to get a scholarship if you're that level of player. And, you know, and then it gets to what level can you get when you get the scholarship? Whereas then you get to college and, you know, after it, if you're not, you know, after your playing days, then you can relax and just I think you enjoy the sport more. I think, you know, basketball, I probably had more fun after high school just playing and pickup games, you know, where yeah. you could just truly enjoy the game and relax. And, and it, yeah, and you just you just played, and, you know, you just let it fly. If it didn't go in, it wasn't a big deal. And if you had that mentality in high school, it would have been better.
0: Well, yeah, you probably would have. Yeah, you probably would have actually played better in high school. Yeah. if you just took it as a pickup game type no mentality. Doubt. But whatever, whatever. So, what's going on in the world? All those well, people died.
1: Yeah, the big storms uh, you know went through I've uh, I haven't looked into any of that at all so a lot of pipes frozen and everything else so I mean you know but where was it uh, at? well well at school I superintended that uh, it froze all our pipes out in the well house and just blew everything out so uh, it was an extreme storm because yeah. it just doesn't happen very often and then you look up in Buffalo where they had 90 some inches in a couple days and people dying in their car and you know nothing against but i just you know you know this storm's coming uh yeah you can't you just can't be out in a car in that case but i think people just take things for granted that people people are going to be able to get there and rescue you and unfortunately there was a lot of people in buffalo where the the rescue people couldn't get out because there was 90 inches of snow you know so it was just devastating
0: and those areas are used to that weather yeah, seriously. A lot more than we are, those extreme temperatures. Well it those just goes to show it's just always it's always good to be over prepared and not have to use anything that you
1: Well, people make fun of preppers, with. you know, and I don't you know, that obviously you can over prepare, but you know, throwing uh, you know, if you know that weather's coming, throwing food. an extra coat in, throwing a little food in, a little water in, uh, you know, it takes a little extra time in the morning and if you're like me, I'm very ritualistic and there's only certain things I get done in the morning, and if, yeah. if if and that's it. So I'm sure you know that's what happened to some of those people. They went to work, and you know probably fully meant to be a little bit more prepared, but the morning hits you, and you're running to work, yeah. and and you just get out of the house,
0: and you don't have the, the things you need to help survive if you get caught in a storm or market. or just even like if you see you have a quarter tank of gas, stopping and filling up your tank of yeah. gas because I think some of these people. Even just died in traffic. Well, and like, I think yeah, just froze some of these, to death. What I don't understand, I think it shows where we're at in society. I was talking to Corey
1: about that today. Um, my other son, for those of you that don't know, and, and I was like, this this just a big tale of where we're at in society right now. That some of these people, I think. Literally died in a neighborhood. Yeah, in their car. Yeah. Why wouldn't you get out of your car and try to get to the nearest door and knock on the door and say, "I'm going to die if you don't let me it's, in"? You know, that's that's what that's I would insane. have been. Yeah, I mean, they just sit in, the, and I don't know the you know what do you, you don't know the full case of what's no, going on. The maybe they couldn't get out of their car. I don't know, but you know, it, it seems to me like maybe they're just scared to go up to you know you can't go up to somebody's door and well yeah you know. That- as human beings, if somebody knocks on your door and they're freezing to death, I would hope you, you go ahead. Yeah, I mean, you know, so. Gosh. Yeah.
0: It's crazy though, because it's like, uh, it's a sense of, like the sense of connection in society has just been ripped apart entirely, it seems like, because we live our lives on the cell phones. We hardly interact with each other in the living room. Not like us. We do a pretty good job of talking and stuff, but. A lot of families just sit on their phones in their living room or just turn on the wow. TV and watch it. Don't talk to each other at all. You don't talk to any of your friends but online. Like I know people with younger brothers and sisters, all they do is get on their Xbox or PlayStation and that's how they hang out with their friends now is over a, over a headset microphone on their PlayStation or Xbox. And it's
1: like... Well, I know some you know, of them. They got the one of the... Young lady's phone, you know, that died. Uh, they got her phone, and she'd take pictures of what's going on. The bad when she was stuck in her car. <laughs> She's like recording. And she texted and well, and she, you know, she texted nine one or called nine one one for help. And you know, I think even texted maybe some people trying to get some help, but nobody could get to her. Yeah. And then I think that was her last ditch effort was her phone, and instead of maybe getting out of the car and trying to get to the house. And like I say, I don't know where she was. You don't know the of course, full story. Yeah, I don't but, know the full story. I but
0: I think she was in a neighborhood. Yeah. But that's sort of the... It's also like a reliance culture that we built, too. I mean, it's the same thing with... You have a plumbing issue, you call a plumber. You have a wiring issue, you call an electrician. You have something that needs to be built, you call somebody to build a contractor. Like we were talking about with the roof, the roof thing the other day. It's where... You said back in the old days you would get together a group of guys, and you would help each other out and go roof somebody's house instead of calling a roofing company and paying yeah, and them it's, it's ten so to not, fifteen grand.
1: Yeah. So do everybody's it. everybody's worried about bothering somebody else about helping. Like when I was growing up and Dad, I mean I even look at Dad when when we were kids. You know, if somebody needed a tree cut down in town, they, yeah, they, we I remember going and helping, and you know you. You're up cutting the tree and trimming it down, getting it to where you're tying a rope on it, pulling it out in the middle of the road with your, with your truck. And now, you know, no, I mean, part of that is insurance, you know, and I, if something goes bad, you're going to get sued this, this day and age, whereas back then nobody probably would have sued <laughs> while you. While
0: we're on the topic uh, of trees, um, don't you have sort of an infamous story with the tree? Yeah. I that you'd like to share? Uh, I don't want to share that one. Uh, allegedly. Got a little trouble to... for yeah, pushing <laughs> over a tree, no doubt.
1: Yeah. Oh. That was like a $500 little oriental peach tree or something. <laughs> uh, got a little trouble when I was younger. It's a bad pick. Yeah, it was a bad <laughs> bad pick on trees. Oh. Like, not only that, it was
0: an expensive one. Did a uh, guy, guy just take you off a little too much? And... No, it was pretty
1: just kids being kids, just being <laughs> on there.
0: Uh, Oh man. Playing around
1: really, actually, how it happened. But my friend was up against the tree and I literally jumped on his back and he went into the tree. It kind of helped him push over the tree. Oh, so I you... jumped on his back. And, and it kind of it was kind of a little bit actually accidental, but you know, it just happens. So
0: you didn't even go out of your way really to destroy no, the tree? No, not
1: on that Not really. It was just. Kind of a weird deal. Too. Not really.
0: So there was maybe a little there bit a little of little like bit, I shouldn't yeah. have been. Well,
1: here. well he was. I I would just jump on his back and and you were just assisting. Those, you know, right? uh, well, yeah, I indirectly would just be owner, actually, but yeah. <laughs> oh shit! That's no, funny. but yeah. I mean, it, it is now. Everybody calls somebody to to do whatever you know yeah. instead of calling family and you know really that's that's another big you know it was always family when we bought our first house you know the roof needed done and we stripped the roof down and we needed plywood on so we had to take some plywood on yeah you know i was all done by family and uh you know that older generation uh you know the the guys that are in their 70s or 80s now i mean those those guys know how to do everything you know i look at my dad and uh my wife's dad and some of them they're just they're, they're just a talented generation that can can uh you know if you need a, a roof put on they know how to do it if you need well, yeah. uh, if you need plumbing they know how to plumb a house if you need uh, to run electricity they know how to do that and yeah. and even my generation i can do a lot of things but i can't do near what they did no and i you know for the most part uh, you can do a lot of things but they're there because you've taken interest and done it but, yeah but uh, there's a lot of kids that may not even know how to put gas in their car i'm not even <laughs> no, sure Joe. sometimes
0: or change your oil, or change a tire yeah. on the road, and that's just exactly what. Sort of, obviously, a storm is an ex- extraordinary circumstance. Yeah, that was an extraordinary but storm. But. It's kind of the same thing of like common sense. If I'm in a situation where something goes wrong, I'm depending on myself first over absolutely anybody else. Yeah. Like because I, I just put way more faith in myself. And why not? Like yeah. it just doesn't make sense to just depend on somebody else. No, I mean, like you, you got a
1: life is shit. There's is valuable and yeah. And and if you, don't, if you take, don't take
0: care of yourself, no. But there's not somebody else. You don't grab that steering wheel. Nobody else is going to care. No, at all. Definitely not. At all. At all. And that's where and most like we did the golf cart for everybody that doesn't know. Um, we bought a really old golf cart when I was maybe a junior or senior in high school. Yeah. Um, completely stripped everything off even down to struts and um, bearings whatever everything, yeah, everything. absolutely everything yeah. and completely redid it all now a golf car is a lot simpler than a car but how many times did we just pull up on youtube something that we had oh. no idea to, how to do and that's how we just all learned time. about youtube that's one thing this generation has that i didn't have. i've
1: I wouldn't call myself a handyman, but with YouTube, I'm, I'm not a bad handyman. So my handyman. Do, yeah, we, we would have to put a hey, how do you do this? And, you know, that was a big learning experience, too, just doing something like that. Because, you know, if you did it the second time, you would do it completely different. Mm-hmm. And I would know exactly what to order. So, you know, it's definitely a learning experience. And that that was kind of fun to do because you didn't need a lot of tools to be able to do that. Yeah. And, you know, because that kind of limits. Once you get up to an automobile, then, you know, all the metal
0: work and you, stuff yeah. like that is just yeah out of my league. Way out, of... yeah, for sure. But it's uh, it's kind of fun. Those projects, man. You say a lot of cu- curse words, and um, yeah, yeah. there's times where obviously I was in high school, so a little more immature. But I wanted to kill you. You probably definitely wanted to kill me. Um, but one thing that most sticks out in my mind about that entire project together was a how much time we just spent together jamming to music, drinking beer, whatever. You know, oh, no. just just doing something with our hands and then you get done with that project and it looks cool. But I particularly remember one time where I don't know what it was on the golf cart, but I wanted to do something one way you, and you were like, no, like that's, that's doing it the cheap, like skimpy way that we had the idea to sell this golf cart. Yeah. And you were basically like, you can't just screw somebody, like do something like that. That may save us 50, hundred, $200. But you're screwing somebody else over in the future because you did it like a crappy job. You chose to use cheap materials. You chose to try to jerry-rig something that, Mm -hmm. you know, and that's one of the things that I learned from that. One of the biggest things I learned from that situation was just like, just quality. Just take the time to do things right.
1: Well, yeah, because we were even thinking about maybe doing more carts, so, you know... One thing you want to do is if you're going to sell something, you know, you you got to do it right, and if you're going to put something out there, people are going to, word's going to get around real quick. Yeah, that, you know, you didn't do something right possibly, and uh, yeah. you know, unfortunately, a lot of that stuff goes on. But you know, we I wasn't going to do it that way. So yeah. and then also I didn't know if I was going to sell that cart. Part of that may have been selfish reasons too, but uh, <laughs> I, you know, I, at that point, yeah. I didn't know if, for sure if we were gonna sell the cart either. But not that I would have done it any different if I knew yeah. I wasn't.
0: But uh, speaking of doing things right, though, Strikers, like Strikers, the bowling alley here in Jeff City, yeah, that place was done right. Oh, that place is sweet. Yeah, that, that, for that, everybody. I was just in there first time the other night. They forced me out of off my chair and
1: into Strikers, and yeah, it's quite yeah. a place in there. Uh, Family can go in there and
0: do about anything. Yeah. Well, they have um, the golf simulators where you can even do like a bow. Like I saw people shooting bows into yeah. a projector screen sort of. Um, there's like soccer in there. There's golf simulator. Obviously, there's pool tables. There's probably semi-legal gambling machines. Um, there's all yeah. of those lanes for bowling. Yeah. And then the whole arcade.
1: And for Jeff City. You know, you hate to say it, but a tornado took the old bowling alley out, and yeah. uh, out of that came, you know, Strikers, nice, quite place. a place. And for those of you that we, we live in Jeff City, which is about fifty thousand people, so there's not obviously not these nice places like this typically. Uh, you know, they're a little bit less limited than some of the bigger cities. So it's, it's a pretty good addition to Jeff
0: City, and and I hope it does well. But if you build, if you take the time to do something right, now they got all the money from the tor- tornado and stuff, probably too, but. It's, I mean if you do things right from the very start it's just way better for your future as a business I mean look at Chick-fil-A like they hire good workers mm-hmm. they have fast service quality service consistently quality service and people continue to go back there and will continue to go back there for the foreseeable future because they do things right yes they do if you try to skimp people aren't going to keep coming up to your door no that take long for you at all lot. at all at all what were you saying with Judge um, or whatever? Oh, on the
1: travel? Southwest yeah. Airlines. Oh, yeah, Southwest. This, yeah, Southwest. And that's just a, you know, from what I've read into it, and I haven't read a lot into it, it's just it's just poor management, not keeping up with, uh, you know, the computer system and, and ways to schedule. uh how pilots come in and everything else, it sounds like they just got overwhelmed with, yeah, their, with their what do you want to call it networking system or, yeah. or how they uh schedule these things, and, and it's just a nightmare for them right now. And these poor people that are traveling and and you know just getting stuck in an airport. And then I saw out in Nashville, I don't, I didn't double check to make sure it was true, but I did listen to it. I saw one video where the Nashville Southwest pulled in. Uh, some police to run them out of the security area because these people are still waiting in line. And I'm sure they weren't very happy people. Uh, and they were actually trying to run, uh, you know, some of these people out of the airport, like just go home. They're like, I'm trying to go home, you know, they yeah. were on the video, yeah. but I can't get out. And they won't, you know, they won't do anything to help me. And but the police were pretty much trying to run them out. And I thought, oh, that's not going to go over well for, um, so, you know, their publicity is
0: bad enough. And then you have this going on. So it's basically a computer software meltdown. Something, yeah. I, I think mean,
1: yeah. They they were literally having to have pilots call in on the phone and try yeah. to tell them where to go and where to be. And then their phone lines were busy. It was just a con- is that complete not... disaster and a breakdown of, of an airline. It kind of shows where the United States as a whole is. Literally, is right That's now. What I, was just I mean, we're say, kind yeah. of in a meltdown if things don't. You know, trying to get people to work and, and get things, you know, the way they run, you know, and running it's,
0: well. It's just, it's scary, too, because Southwest, like this, is a major, major company. So, that I'm sure they have a very good software design, you know. I'm sure they've spent hundreds of millions of dollars on well, it. I don't know. It, from what I read,
1: they didn't, they didn't update oh, a they lot of their stuff. And that, that was part of the problem. Okay. But that's one article. I haven't looked in depth in it, but...
0: Uh, you know, they should have put more well, money and
1: time into it. But.
0: My larger point was everybody wants to completely start relying on technology to do everything these days. And this is the type of shit that happens. This Southwest type stuff. It's yeah, like it you cannot rely Core completely on a computer.
1: Yeah. You just and, can't.
0: Well, I mean, you have to in that case because it's too... There's too much in
1: Southwest, yeah. too much scheduling, too many people flying, too many, flying, too many yeah. planes, too many hubs. Too many of that. I, you just yeah. couldn't do it, you know, on a smaller like, scale. On a smaller yeah. scale, you have to rely on on good software. But that it sounds yeah. like they weren't, you know, updating it to the 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 better <laughs> platforms that exist now
0: to do that. So do things right uh, once yeah. again. I mean,
1: American on yeah. the other side of it. I was looking at some of the percentages. You know, American had maybe twenty some percent of their flights just, you know, late. Uh, they had zero cancellations at one point where I saw. So you have the extreme scale of of uh, Southwest Airlines, who has you know eighty or ninety percent of their flights are either canceled or delayed. And then you go down to American, which had maybe twenty percent of their flights just uh, delayed, delayed at some point, canceled, and know. like zero percent canceled. So you know it looks like their management on American Airlines or whatever they did worked pretty well. They were at the top of the the heap as far as the the numbers that i looked at
0: huh well luckily we don't have to fly anywhere yeah, I mean, i'm not yeah i'm not, I'm not going anywhere
1: <laughs> <laughs> well hopefully uh i know uh Corey's heading out they're going to miami at some point on southwest but it's not till the middle of january so maybe they'll maybe they'll don't get it all that. straightened out before that uh that takes place which i think it will that it should level out i would think uh, or they're not going to exist much longer
0: yeah that's that's true um, I was, I was looking up something the other day, um, that's kind of related to all the COVID stuff. It's kind of interesting how, um, how over time things change so direct, so drastically, uh, because, you know, what was it? When did COVID even start? 2019? 2019? 19, 20, 20, 19. Late 2019, end of 2020. And... It's like Joe Rogan was bashed so hard for this ivermectin BS. And it's like, first off, one of the most effective drugs ever, one of the cheapest drugs ever has won numerous awards across the world for all of the great things that it has done. And immediately the media jumps in and tries to completely destroy his name off of this. And it's like, what, what causes that type of reaction Off of somebody saying that they used one drug along with 15 other drugs. It's that one drug, you know, that they focused on so hard and that they pushed so hard. And then now, let's see. Well, here, here. Now we got National Library of Medicine. A five-day course of ivermectin for the treatment of COVID-19 may reduce the duration of illness. Published. uh, Well, actually, that was 2020. Let's see. There was a newer one that came out that said... Um, There was a newer... Alright, so I had a glitch in my system right there, but I actually found an article from um, National Library of Medicine. And in the abstract, it says, seven studies showed a lower mortality rate in the ivermectin group than in the control group. Six studies found that the ivermectin group had a significantly fewer length of hospitalization than the control group and eight studies showed better negative rt pcr responses in the ivermectin group than in the control group i don't know what rt pcr responses is but the whole point of ivermectin was to use it at the very on so the very start of your your illness because it does something now i'm going to butcher this but it does something that inhibits viruses like covid from multiplying correct like It it slows the rate of expansion in your body of the virus, which can lead to, like this this article says, lower rate and mortality. But what we wanted to do as society was make somebody, demonize somebody and not have an open mind at all because it didn't tote the party line of what the Mm -hmm. major news groups wanted to push and what probably Pfizer and Moderna and all of those other companies wanted to push, which now, looking back... I think it's Moderna. They basically came out with their own version of ivermectin to treat COVID. Yeah, Pfizer. I think. Pfizer, Pfizer, okay. Yeah. But right after they had put all that yeah. smut on ivermectin, yeah, it's like, wait, we're not making money too. from it, so let it, give us time to develop our own specifically for well, it.
1: I, I just think uh, you, so, we can go in, you know, that we can go into a lot of fighting about whether it works or what it doesn't, but I think there's a lot of studies out there showing now that it does, uh, or it does help. Uh, the problem is i think as americans and as people we've kind of forgotten that we're but we're blessed with a great immunity system and and uh you know if we just let our our system if we keep it if we keep our immune system hyped up to where it should be it's going to take care of most of this stuff that, yeah. that attacks us and and you know for the people it doesn't then yeah they need they need some extra help and and uh you know that that extra help. You know, I just I see a huge problem in our Medicare system or our medical system when, when you've got people that had COVID going to the doctor to try to get help and they literally tell you to go home, and come back when you can't breathe. That was pretty much the recommendation most people got from what I hear. And uh, yeah, that's not a medical system at that point. When 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 a doctor can't try and prescribe drugs that are that are out of system, uh, you know, to try to help people. Then, then we've got a huge problem, and, well, and we know what that. I mean, for the most part, you know that that problem is money. Uh, money is driving our healthcare system more than anything else. There's there's a lot of good chem drugs and chemicals out there that that like ivermectin that's been proven uh, to be safe and effective, and and given more than any medication that I've read. I've done a lot of reading on it actually. Uh, you know, there's just not much bad happens when you take ivermectin. And it's used yeah. in Africa. People take this dosage, you know, some daily even to, to prevent
0: infections. Uh, and that's what, when we were at the doctor yesterday, um, the doctor specifically told us. So I, I've been dealing with the respiratory issue for a while now, but we found this place that does IV infusions. So I went and got a Myers cocktail infusion. Uh, yesterday. And I looked at the doctor in there and I said, why is this whenever I'm sick, whenever I go to the hospital because I can't breathe on top of all of the other drugs that they are giving me, why am I not getting an IV infusion of all of the essential vitamins and minerals that our body needs to fight off any sickness, any illness to function at the highest rate that it possibly can. And she looked at me and she goes, "It's, it's because it's a sick care system. It's not a healthcare system; it's a sick care system. It's you have to have a specific um, diagnosed illness for the insurance a treatment plan for the for the insurance companies to cover it, and the insurance company will not cover vitamins. Vitamins, out of all things, it's like they don't want. Like it's not they. I don't even want to go into that realm of it, but. (sighs) It's like why you have somebody who can't breathe who has to stay in a hospital overnight and you don't even give them a single vitamin? That doesn't make yeah. any sense at all. It's silly. It's absolutely silly. Absolutely well, silly. I say, you got to keep your immune system ripped up, per pe- se. and, and you know, How long have people lived and we've, we haven't had modern medicine? Well, medicine now
1: is strictly about treating symptoms. Not yeah. necessarily treating the problem. Because that problem, you know, they're they're going to treat the system or the symptoms for the most part, and then that's going to take care of that. But you may have an underlying problem that doesn't get treated, and then down the line you get sick again. And then they make more money off of you being sick. Uh, you know, I, I don't know. I've just as I get older, I'm just getting more fed up with how the the medical system works, yeah. and, and from seeing and and you know seeing people go in and and what they do for them and. And, you know, now you can't get in and everything else. It's just it's just a nightmare, you know, you got a shortage of doctors, you can't hardly really get in if you're sick anyway, and, and if you do you have to go wait four hours or five well, hours.
0: And it's it's if you look at any disease, any illness, sickness, any medicine basically they just give you sort of it gives you sort of a one up advantage to try to let your body fight off the sickness you know mm-hmm. like a steroid it'll reduce inflammation so that your body can fight off the sickness basically the only drug that will actually cure you from a illness or disease is an antibiotic it'll actually kill the bacteria the bad bacteria yeah. but it'll also kill good bacteria, good bacteria. with it oh, so antibiotics create
1: a lot of issues So themselves yes.
0: everything like you said is a treatment plan everything is a it is a um, it's yeah it, it is that's well, exactly I just what like,
1: I just think we need to get you know, some naturalistic type medicines are yeah. holistic and, and, you know, things that you can take on a daily basis to help keep you from developing some of these problems. Diet, you know, we Americans obviously aren't good at diet yeah. and I'm, I'm guilty of that myself, but you know, it's just, it's just, I, I don't know about our medical system. Obviously it's great for you know emergencies and things like that, so I don't want oh, to. Oh, I mean, there's millions, billions yeah, of lives that are saved it, every day. There's no doubt. It's, and when you need them, you, lo- you love you yeah. them,
0: but it's. But it's I crazy. think the handling
1: of the, yeah some of the COVID situations was you know you, you obviously when your when your healthcare system when you go to the the doctor and they well there's nothing we can do for you until you can't breathe and then come back and we'll put you in the hospital yeah know, there, there's obviously uh, <laughs> something hugely wrong with that and the way that was handled and whether ivermectin was the was the help then you know it sure doesn't hurt to try it i mean uh you know if it's
0: but it's cheap and then on top of it pharmaceutical companies don't want that on top of it what is the point to of like throughout this entire covid thing it's oh come in and get tested for COVID, we'll see if you have COVID. Yeah. And they don't offer you any treatment. Yeah, There's just, nothing they okay, offer you. Okay, you
1: got COVID, go home.
0: Go <laughs> home. Come back when you're almost dead. <laughs> like I went to, the doctor, <laughs> went to the doctor mm. two days ago for, because I'm still having issues and they test me for COVID. And well, what are you going to do if I test positive? Absolutely nothing. They're just gonna make. This just is gonna finally. Know. This is
1: also something. Uh, Kay told me that he went to the doctor's office and he's having trouble breathing and his oxygen levels are, you know, maybe literally below 90%, 85, 80, eighty-five to eighty-eight percent. And then they want you to put a mask on. <laughs> it's like they handed him a mask and he threw it away and they're like they want to hand him another mask you're, you're literally giving somebody a mask I mean that can't yeah that's in <laughs> breathing distress anyway and then you want to put him a mask in and cut the oxygen level that they're getting I mean that's just how crazy it is even I mean, further yeah they
0: just tested him he didn't have COVID he didn't have the flu I didn't have the flu he no literally sickness. just went through a test and they want you to put a and mask on and you're putting on. a mask on I somebody mean, who has oxygen level at 85 and it had a had a nurse just tell him <laughs> that anybody else at the 85 Level of oxygen would be confused and probably passing out, and they want to put something over my face to make breathing even more difficult, even harder.
1: Yeah, you're not going to get rid of the CO2 out. Uh, you're not going to take in as much oxygen. It makes no sense. It's just total. I mean, That's I don't you, just, At that point, it's just brainwashing. At that point, we're where like, "What where about?" It's crazy. Obviously,
0: you're not sick. They just tested absolutely you. Absolutely crazy. Yeah, it's absolutely crazy. I went to the hospital today. Mask is required to get handed a mask. You know what I do? Civil disobedience. I pull it down over my nose because I can't fucking breathe, people. I can't breathe hardly. And then you throw something over the top of my face. I'm sorry. It's going to piss me off a little bit and I'm not going to go along with it because I can't breathe. I'm sorry. I'd rather breathe. And... And live, yeah, then, then, uh, then wear a mask. Wearing a mask
1: is just a total waste of time anyway. Let's come on. Let's just go and say it. Well, wearing It's a, not going to stop a,
0: anything. Wearing like a surgeon's Because nobody wears a mask. Mask.
1: Nobody wears a mask correctly anyway. Even if it did help, nobody no. wears it correctly. Because it's not mul- completely molded around mask, your face. It's contaminated. Yeah. And so, I mean, and people constantly put it below their nose anyway. and People so it's, constantly it's just, reuse masks all the time. It's just a silly thing
0: that, yeah. How many times? How many times do you see people that they put a mask on, they take off their mask, throw it in their car, and they probably use yeah. that same mask for oh. two weeks, three weeks in a row without washing it? You can't. they it touch it.
1: They're constantly pulling yeah. at it, right at their nose, pulling it out so they can breathe. <laughs> it's it's just it's almost comical.
0: It's just like it's it's just symbolism is all it is. It's 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 virtue signaling that oh hey I Blark. care. I care about everybody. That's why I'm wearing a mask. When when they had the whole masking
1: thing going on, this is pretty funny too. I went to Menards and I walked all over the store, grabbed what I needed without a mask on, went to the counter to pay for it, and they would not let me buy it unless I put my mask on. (laughs) And so I didn't end up buying it. Obviously, I said, "Well, if I got to put a mask on, I looked, I've walked all over the store for 20 minutes without a mask on, and you're telling me I got to put my mask on to pay for this? <laughs> yes, I cannot, I cannot let you, you cannot buy this unless you put your mask on. So obviously, I didn't buy it and went to Lowe's.
0: <laughs> Where did, when, when did? Lowe's. Since when in the land of the free? Mm. Apparently, <laughs> is it? We have to abide by these silly these silly rules. Like well, not, it's like, you yeah, want my business, take my money right here. Yeah. I mean it's just like it's crazy, man. It's absolutely crazy. And then it's then it's at, at school or whatever. Oh well you have to wear a mask in class, but outside of class, you don't have to wear a mask at all. Well guess what people? We're all sitting at the same damn table yeah. for lunch. We're all interacting then, with yeah. each other. Everybody's spits going all over each other. And then once we get back in class though, throw on your, throw on your mask, but right outside of class, even though you're at the school the entire day, I have, if I have two to three classes a day, that's less than two to three hours that I'm spending in classroom and I'm spending eight hours in the library around everybody else.
1: Yeah. And the, the, the ultimate one. The ultimate one about masks is when you had to wear your mask to walk into a restaurant until you got <laughs> to your table, and then once you sat down at your table, you could take your mask off.
0: Yep. Well, it doesn't that's, spread whenever you're eating. <laughs> yeah, COVID. It's no, like... It's scared of food. Are you kidding me? It's scared of food, though. So, but
1: anyway, that's all. <laughs> Hopefully in the past. Hopefully it's and, past. Yeah. I mean, you know... But just the, the thought process, uh, if you have common sense, I mean, thinking about you know, what's going on here and, and thinking about what you're doing. Are you brainwashed at that point? I mean, literally, you've got to wear your mask to be seated in a restaurant. But once you sit down, you can take it off.
0: I mean, that's just... It's just crazy. That's, that's what's nuts. No, that's a, that's a really interesting point because it shows you what people will do regardless of how silly even they think it is just to be able to go to a restaurant to a or whatever restaurant, yeah. they will sacrifice their rights to be able to go to a restaurant it's like well let's just I say i never put not.
1: the mask on to go get seated and no. i don't think i ever had anybody run me around central missouri run me out of a but that's restaurant because, because most I people that, that, that are that, working but, yeah. know
0: that it's silly yeah
1: but and think the I mean, same thing i've seen a lot of people do it and they, they just walk in with their mask on and then right. take it off to eat and it's like okay i don't think that works very well but you can you can go with that. I'm not doing it.
0: Yeah, no. By all means, feel free to wear a mask 24-7 if you want. Just don't tell me that I have to do it. Because everybody's like, oh, look out for everybody else. Look out for everybody else. Care about everybody else. You could infect somebody else's grandma. If I'm struggling on the street, somebody else made this analogy. You see how many homeless people on the street, how many people go out of their way And give that person a year's wage of their salary because they're helping them out and caring about other people. Or how many times does somebody give a homeless person a hundred bucks or a place to stay for the night? None. Like, I'm sorry, people, but you have to look. I I get that. That goes into a whole different different thing. It's different. But the the idea behind it is the same, is that you have to look out for yourself. And that's what we were talking about at the start of this podcast with building your own stuff, having people come over and help you. You have to look out for yourself. If you are waiting for other people to help you, or if you are hoping that somebody else is going out of their way to do something that will help you, most times it's not going to happen.
1: Most of it now, people rely on the government too much. I think everybody expects... You know, when I was... I was brought up in the in the years where you know if you if somebody knocked on your door you know you always heard the saying and they say I'm from the government I'm here to help well you slam the door and you run as fast as you can and and that old saying is t- t- probably still true to this day but but people now are so dependent on government to do everything they think government's going to fix everything for them and and government we are is so, so dependent that you know you talk about individual people trying to help other people. I think people have gotten away from that because that's the government's job. You know, everybody yeah. feels like it's the government's job to help everybody, and and you know what? I just think through the COVID thing. I think if most people would have remembered that old saying that uh, whatever the government says, do you know, believe the opposite. I think <laughs> things would have been handled a lot different. You see but, it, what is it? You see uh, a man
0: in a black suit shut yeah. the door.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean it's you know it's we are so dependent and believe so many people think they turn on the news, you know. They know they're lying to them, but then they believe everything they hear on their local news, even even on our channel 13 or whatever. I mean, I you just you so much. It's all propaganda now, anyway. I mean, whether it's to the right or to the left, it's just all propaganda. I mean, it's, <laughs> yeah. it's Somebody is paying for somebody to tell yeah for them to tell you that somebody is paying. There's for a reason that. why. And it's there's always, only like yeah. I think I think I mean somebody could fact check me on this, but I think there's only six or seven major news agencies out there you know major media that they own everything else so you know you buy off those six or seven places they're putting out 90 percent of the news or whatever percentage that is you can control what goes out and i think we're seeing a little bit of that through this twitter uh, stuff that's happening you know how much control there actually is whether you agree with elon musk and all that that's a whole other story but if, if you've seen some of the twitter files that have been released it's just the control they have, you know, to shut somebody down and to, to shut somebody up... Is to just, silence voices. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's just, you know, trust the science, but then you can only hear one side of the science. So, yeah. you know, yeah. I know we're, we're delving into some conspiracy treacherous waters. Conspiracy. Yeah. Well,
0: but the conspiracy theory, the, the normal conspiracy theorist has been more right than any other news oh, station yeah. throughout this the past two to three years. As Elon Musk said... The funny thing about it is, almost every conceivable conspiracy theory about Twitter has completely become true. Yeah, well, has I'll completely, be- has completely come true. And how many of these other companies is that the same story with? You know, Apple. Oh, Apple in China during all those protests on the iPhone. On the iPhone, there's a feature called um, what was it? Um, sh- uh, Airdrop. Airdrop. Yeah. Airdrop feature. So these Chinese citizens were airdropping information on rallies, on protests to each other because it's not sent through the internet. So it's not, that, that information is not stored in the iPhone to where the Chinese officials can access it. And so what Apple did, after talking to the Chinese authorities, was cancel out that feature on all the Chinese iPhones. I mean, this is the biggest company in America, the biggest company in the world probably now, um, most, most successful, most profitable, but directly, directly silencing people's right to protest. I mean, to, to peacefully gather together and try to change the, the direction of their country because those people have experienced terrible abuses of power for, I mean, throughout the past 150,000, you know, yeah, whatever, how many years, years. Yeah. thousands of years, but especially right now during COVID when all of them were locked in buildings and could not yeah. leave. And so now, and our, a company Cup, that's yeah. supposed to stand for America, for freedom, for, for all of these equality, for everything good about America, is actively engaging in China and helping out the Chinese Communist Party to silence their citizens. It's well, sickening. Yeah, it is. And sickening. And here, I got my new iPhone. Yeah, me too. <laughs> that's what's bad. Oh, yeah, we're, we're
1: We're uh, bought into this technology, no shit, doubt. man. And... Luckily, you know, all I, all I use my phone for is to look up scores for the most part and a little yeah. bit of podcasting. So uh, there's not a great use on my iPhone. I use very few uh, yeah. features as far as that goes. But, you know, it's just, again, it goes back to, I think people are way too reliant on what the government puts out and what, what our government says. And, and uh, we, you know, we need to go back to people need to question a little bit more of what's actually being put out, and what you know, not trust. Uh, you know that. Not just news. trust that. Yeah. yeah, that major news that, station. You know, maybe you need to do some extra some uh, digging, some digging on, some your, digging own. on your own <laughs> to figure out. Which, you know, and they may. You know, there's there's different views on everything, and which ironically, ultimately, yeah. they pan out in the end. And you see who's right,
0: but. Uh, and ironically, during the whole COVID stuff. Some of these major news media stations were saying, "Do not do your own research."
1: Oh yeah, because <laughs> yeah, like, you can't trust it. Yeah, I mean, it's like, don't do your own research because no, you're not educated enough to to, it, yeah.
0: to think for yourself, people. That's
1: true. That's that's it's, about what it, they said. It's crazy. Sometimes. Yeah, it is. It's, it's crazy. Like, but, and now with with you know, you talked, you were just talking about the iPhone. The good thing is there's a, there's a lot of lot of availability to to alternate news and, and different things yeah. to, that you can. Uh, you can find some independent people that you know aren't uh, necessarily being paid by pharmaceutical companies and that to put out uh, certain news. So I mean, it does open up a whole uh, whole different avenue for a person to, to look at some alternate views. Uh, yeah, but that's whether the, you think that's they're the, crazy or not. See. It's it's another view, and I you know I I personally I I watch. I watch some MSNBC and I watch CNN and I watch a little bit of this other stuff and I watch Fox News. I watch all of them. Well, it's all propaganda, and it's, uh, it's completely—it's—it's it's it's amazing the different views you get between, between between any of them. Yeah. I mean, it's just, just just crazy. It's like, did I just—I thought I heard something completely different on the other, you know, say on Fox and I did on, and you did on MSNBC. So I mean, it's, what do you trust? It's—it's it's crazy, and I understand how people can get you know i mean you don't know what what
0: is truthful out there anymore but that's the good that is the most important thing for human civilization period is just the ability to discuss these things
1: yes and that's what we're getting away from is is able to discuss you the biggest term they they throw on you is conspiracy theorist you know and it's it gives you a bad it's connotation discredited, and, but they and can't discredit you it, yeah. try to discredit you right away instead of having that that conversation uh, you're a racist, you know, that, you're a
0: sexist, you're yes. a conspiracy theorist. These are all characterizations that can be proven by certain actions, I suppose. But for the most part, when they are used, it's just to discredit somebody without yes. actually pointing to any specific or instance. Or good
1: argument. About, yeah. You know, having to, a good yeah. conversation about something. It's easier. It's a
0: personal to... attack rather yes. than a, an attack on what they're saying. On it, It's rather than... Well, apparently, Making a good
1: conspiracy, argument. Conspiracy, you know, which is a big thing in the news lately, is the you know the JFK assassination, you know, in the '60s, of President Kennedy. Uh, you know, that was I think that's where the conspiracy theorist term was actually coined. I think is what I heard <laughs> back in now. there when when people had questions about how you know uh, he was assassinated and, and you know and everybody thought government was involved and. Yeah, you know, it's crazy that it's what 70 years later and we still don't have files released, yeah, uh, from that. And you know, it, it just okay, why conspiracy, why? yeah, why? <laughs> it, it just makes conspiracy theorists, you know, if it, if it really was, it makes you form yeah. those things because yeah. why won't they release files from something that almost nobody's alive that was there that day yet. Uh, why can't these files be released? Well, I, you know, probably because the CIA and the FBI was involved. I mean, why else wouldn't they release
0: them? Yeah. I mean, it's just like, there's no other, there's no other good reason not to release those. Like, no, no, if if truly our government had nothing to do with it and if truly none of this conspiracy stuff went down, then there's no harm. No, there's yeah. no, fa- I mean, there's no nobody's harm that can really be really
1: alive that you're going to affect at this point. And, you know, there's, that's been kind of brought up lately again, back in the news a little bit. on. That's uh, crazy,
0: yeah. Well, and it's like those, uh, what was it, the CDC, um, I believe, wanted to wait 55 years or something yeah. to release their data about all of the COVID stuff.
1: Well, that Pfizer and them didn't want to release any of their trial information for 50 or 70 years.
0: Now, why could that be?
1: Yeah, I don't know. Hmm. It makes you wonder. But... Uh, Yeah, so it's like that. the the trials and that should be available right away. You ought to be able to see that information and they did have to release a lot of that information and they have been dripping it over the years a little bit more and more on the
0: trials. Listen, I mean, at the end of the day, I don't care if you agree with me or if you don't. All I want to do is have the freedom to be able to voice my own opinion and that's all everybody else wants as well. So like, we need to get over this whole silencing, this cancel culture BS because people yeah. need to talk. And listen, if you think you can hide the truth, you can't. The truth will always come out no matter what.
1: Yeah. I mean, it, well, the, the bad thing in our society that need, everybody needs instant gratification is is all you got to do is, is if you want to silence a story is just put out false information for a little while. And if it does come out six months down the line— that everybody's forgotten. Everybody, about them, everybody, yeah, it's already. Oh well, that happened, you know, six months ago. We're on, yeah. to, we're on to ten other things, and you've just gotten, you've just silenced something. Yeah, and, and people don't remember six months down the line what happened no. six months ago. I mean, it's just we're in that daily instant news. Yeah, it's the next day after, daily, daily, the daily, and yesterday doesn't matter because no. we're on to you know the next right. day
0: already. So this has been a lot of deep, deep stuff. But if you had one. One uh, piece of advice that you'd love to give to fellow Americans or society to to sort of turn the pendulum back and start making things better, uh, get back to the old ways of just just love, freedom, unity, everything. What would you What would you say?
1: Well, I think I think most people in mid America still live a pretty you know good life, a wholesome life. Yeah. Government's not really you know controlling like it is say in some some other areas around the country so i mean i you know as far as that goes i just you know i just i think i think one thing that we definitely have to get uh straightened out in america is our is our uh elections uh you know i think elections should be you know that day should take place on a single day uh, whether it's a national holiday, I don't know why. One of the most important things we do is vote, and I still not cannot understand holiday. why it's not a national holiday. Where yeah. we, hey, everybody has a day off. You go vote that day, and then you know by that evening we know who the winner is. And and you know now carrying this stuff out. And I don't mind absentee ballots. You know absentee ballots is fine. You know if you actually send in a request a ballot, then you know there's people obviously that are gone. Even you know that that would need that. I think that's fine, but I think that as far as it needs to go, we, you know, we the, the the voting is one thing, and I think it's just getting out of hand. And the only way to, to replace somebody is by voting them out, and and that's the one thing Americans have, and one thing that we we've just kind of losing sight on, you know, losing reality of is is just controlling our elections. Yeah. Uh, I, that doesn't go back to and and answer your question. No. Uh, very I, well, but I do. I think, you think. Know,
0: I think, well, your point, I think, really, I could be just speaking for you, is that if you live everyday life and you live in the moment and you don't look at your phone, how much of this stuff would you even notice? Yeah. Probably none of it. Probably none of it. You know, if you don't see somebody, if you have a friend on... We're, we're more concerned,
1: you know, and I find myself that way. We're more concerned about the NFL football game or, or the basketball game that's on than what's actually happening in our country yeah. and how our congressman or our, our representative is voting and how they're representing us. Uh, most people, they just trust that that person's, you know, and that's the problem in the United States. We, we just trust that that person has our intentions and are going to do things that are good for us and they don't they they get and they get bought off and and we just spend too much time uh you know on on things like that that you know okay football sports is fun no doubt i i get that but but you but do have to be involved with your with your government
0: and but it's the same they thing control you this saying from old roman times was <clears throat> give them bread and circuses and they will never revolt yeah, the circus. Look at the Coliseum. How much does it resemble yeah. a football, modern football stadium? Oh yeah, it's... Look at American food. It's more fattening than any other food in the entire world. I mean, we deal with obesity at a greater level than any other country in the entire world as well. So, well, there's no doubt we it's have like, our it's... bread. We got a our circus on Sunday. Well
1: fed country, and, and if they have things to put their mind, you know, keep their mind, it is not going to throw any. You know, you're not going to have any troubles with the with the people. Nope. And, you know, that's one thing you, know, you were talking about China. China's got, you know, they're, you know as long as they keep their people fed, then the same thing is, even though they're a communist country, they keep them under control pretty well. It's when those times where they can't do that and, and people can gather and hungry people are a problem.
0: Yep. Yep. You start taking food away and what is it 20 or 48 hours to chaos basically yes you're you got two days away from going you're two in, to
1: three days away from you know chaos
0: complete chaos the food so i mean i guess at the end of the day all people want is food and a warm bed and a yep. decent
1: and a decent, you know, and a decent life there, okay, yeah, just a decent life Expect a, a decent life and, and all those little gadgets and
0: yeah i think it's i think it is important though um you know, people do need to get riled up about certain things because there are changes that we need to make in society. And yeah. um, at the end of the day, though, we have to realize that our neighbor is not the person who is going directly against us necessarily. The media, um, all of these major news stations, everything, loves to pit civilian citizens yeah. against each other when they're the ones creating the issues. Well,
1: and the biggest place you can make an impact is local. Divide and conquer. You know, yeah. you start with your local governments and... You know, luckily we're in our areas. We do have a, a sheriff that's elected, and and that's a good place to start. If you have a good sheriff, they have a lot of power. I mean, a lot of people don't realize how much power a sheriff has, and and they have extreme powers to you know for for your area. Uh, you know. Yeah. And so you know, if you're having troubles, that's obviously the number one place to start to to make changes would be in your local government, mm-hmm. and that's a lot easier to do than at the bigger level. Yeah
0: obviously for sure so start local people get out and vote become more informed do your own research yes. man i might get canceled for all those things i just said yep <laughs> i've been canceled a uh, long time, all right well let's go eat some dinner and chill out thanks for tuning in everybody